pesar de todo, partir fue mi muerte. Murieron mis ilusiones. Catch Local Corner, hosted by DJ DeLove. Every Monday night between 7 and 8 p.m., only on RadioactiveRadio.org. Hey, everybody. This is DJ E, and... Okay, now you can hear me. This is DJ E, and you are listening to Rant, Rave, and Rejoice with DJ E. It is December 5th, and I've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. We're going to play some cool music, maybe get a little bit into the holiday season, and, uh, you know, kind of just... Start off, th- start off that way. And there's a few other things that I need to get done, so I'm going to put a song on or two, maybe, really quick. You know, I thought I'd get here early today, so, or rather, I should come into the studio early. I always get here early, and I'm, like, sitting out in my car, writing things down, and thinking about what I want to talk about in the show. And um, today, I kind of got stuck in the car because I was listening to a really funny show, and, you know, I'm just kind of addicted to it, so it took me a little while to get out of the car, but I wanted to make sure I got here so I could start on time. Unfortunately, things didn't really go my way once I got into the studio, and I'm coming on a few minutes too late, but uh, don't hold it against me, please. Anyway, I am going to throw on a song really quick, and I will be right back with you. I'm just taking a uh, and just so you know, whenever I take a chance and just throw on a song, something crazy tends to happen. So just bear with me, and I will be back very, very soon. Every goddamn time. All right, I'm putting on this one. Yeah. 
kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Well, I'm gone. Can I kick it? To all the people who can quest like a tribe does Before this, did you really know what I was? Comprehend to the track force, why? Cause getting mentions on the tip of the vibe buzz Rock and roll to the beat of the funk fuzz Wipe your feet really good on the rhythm rug If you feel the urge to freak, do the jitterbug Come and spread your arms if you really need a hug Afrocentric living is a big shrug A life filled with That's what I love A lower plateau is what we're above If you diss us, we won't even think of We'll nip of the dog and give a big shove This rhythm really fits like a snug glove Like a box of positives, it's a plus love As the trial flies high like a dove that i think we got a short here anyway oh goodness i hope this is not a determining factor as to how the rest of the show is going to go but no we're not going to let it 
we're going to move on and uh, and have some fun. So anyway, uh, as I said before, you are listening to Rant, Rave, and Rejoice with DJE, and we are heading into the Christmas season. You know, it's it's Christmas time. What 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 you know? What, and that's kind of funny. I'm saying Christmas because you know there are a lot of different holidays, uh, you know, which are celebrated in the United States. But uh, I guess you could call it the holiday season. Maybe you know I'm giving it away that I grew up in a completely Christian background, or at least a background where we celebrated Christmas or you know Xmas, if you will. I don't know how much uh, you know Christ was in our Christmas because you know I guess technically, if you had asked me growing up, you know, do you believe in God and you know the do you? Well, I, I guess I would have said yes and. But, you know, we didn't go to church. We didn't do any of that. I, I, when I remember being young. We went to, uh, went to, went to church on Easter. And, uh, I think part of it was my mom just wanted to dress me up in a really cool looking suit. Uh, I really think that was about it. Because it was the only day in the year that my mom would put a dress on, like a, an actual dress. I mean, she would put a skirt on here and there, you know, whatever. But to actually, get all dressed up like that in that Sunday gear. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think maybe it was just to actually get me in a, in a suit because I got lots of attention and I looked really cute. And, oh, I still do when I'm in a suit. But anyway, you know, we weren't a very religious family. So, you know, I guess we just it's just common to refer to as, you know, the Christmas time. Hope I didn't offend anyone there. I'll, I'll say, you know, it's beginning to be the holiday, the holiday season. Um, now, for my family, as I said before, that would indicate, uh, that, that would, uh, be Christmas that we would be celebrating. And it's that time of the year, you know, it gets colder outside and everyone starts getting really tense because they want to go, they want to try to figure out what they're going to buy someone else for the holiday and, you know, people are, I, I don't know, it, it's a crazy time of year, you know, it, it's really nice, there's a holiday season that reminds you of all the good things that you have in your life, uh, but then there's, like, the crazy side of it, too, I think, where people kind of lose touch of the actual holiday itself, and no matter, <sighs> this shit needs to be fixed, no, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, so no matter what holiday you celebrate in this holiday season when it comes down to it I believe it really is all about your family or whatever you consider to be your family um, it could be they could be blood relatives they could be you know adopted members they could be friends they could be you know whatever it is that however your family is comprised, I mean, that's, that's, that's the one thing that is completely different. But when you really get back to the basics of the holidays, it's about spending time with family, with people you love, and expressing that. Uh, you know, on one side, I'm very, very happy, you know, with that. That's a really awesome thing to do. On the downside you really should tell people in your family and your friends and people that you love how you feel about them on a regular basis good or bad i mean hopefully it'll be good but i guess this time of the year we take to make sure that these people know and 
if it's uh, some people are shy, and if this is the only way you can do it, you know, so be it. But it is important to express yourself and let other people know how you feel, how you feel, because uh, you never know when they're going to be gone, and you don't know when you're going to be gone or what's going to happen next. But at any rate, let's. It's not even really where I wanted to go today. I don't know why my brain kind of took me there, but I suppose we'll see. But anyway, as I was beginning to say, is that this time of the year, this Christmas season, holiday season, whatever you want to call it, it's um, it, it's a lot of fun, and there are a lot of traditions that come along with the holiday. Now, uh, as I said, in my family, we celebrated celebrated Christmas, and um, my mom was a really big Christmas fan. I mean, it was. Basically, Christmas started the night of Thanksgiving, which was like pretty, pardon me, which was like pretty crazy. I mean, it was like a whirlwind in our house. We would have dinner, have like 20, 25 people over to the house, lots of different food. I mean, like multiple turkeys, hams, and all the sides you can possibly think of. Once everyone left, we'd start the cleaning get everything put together then out uh out came the uh out came all the christmas decorations all the boxes the lights went up all around the the door frames the windows the banisters the uh, you name it and it was out everything except for the tree because we didn't usually get the tree until if i can remember this correctly we went looking for the tree the first weekend of december and then we got the tree the following weekend. I think that's right. I may be a week off from that. I don't know. It's been a little while since the last time I uh, since the, the the last time that I actually was in this whole all these festivities. You know, family's kind of separated at the at this point. But at any rate, you know, it was fun. My mom would really get into decorating, and we would have. Uh, uh, we, we would have, you know have everything all set up and the lights flashing and it was just a really really festive time and I can't help but wonder if it was all of that like light all of those lights and all that flash and all that excitement that actually deterred me from really wanting to do things now as an adult now don't get me wrong I like Christmas and all it's fun and, uh, you know, as I said, it's a good time to spend time with family and really enjoy yourself and enjoy them. But do you really need all of the damn, all those damn lights and the decorations? I mean, what, personally, I think it really just takes up a lot of time, takes a lot of energy. And, you know, who really, who really benefits from it? I, I don't know. I mean, call me a Scrooge or not. I don't know. This is my opinion. But... I, I'll never forget that my first Christmas living by myself, I uh, got a real tree, a very big tree as a matter of fact. I decorated it, decorated outside the apartment, the windows and like the whole deal like my mom would do. Even put a train around the tree and I mean, I, I, I went all out. It was really, really exciting. I was really happy, but unfortunately, no one really came by. I had only lived in the apartment for, like, I don't know, a couple months. I was reconnecting with my friends in the area, and, you know, I think my mom came down to see the tree maybe once, and 
that was really it. It just kind of didn't get any use. And I spent so much time, I put so much work into getting it to look so nice. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, now the holiday season's passed and now it's time to take it down. And that's a lot of work left to do again. So I don't know. I, I just maybe I'm maybe I'm just being bitter. I don't know. But I was not very happy with the whole uh, the whole the whole thing about bringing uh, getting Christmas stuff out and decorating the house. I don't know. I, but so now that I'm no longer living alone, my boyfriend would like to decorate for the holidays. The first year we were here. In California, this is going to be our third Christmas. The first year, said, "All right, you know, this is uh, the sure we'll we'll get a tree because it's it's California and it's kind of weird because you know there's really there aren't really a lot of evergreens around. You know, like there's Torrey Pines in you know one part of San Diego, but for the most part, you see a bunch of palm trees. And initially, I wanted to get a little palm tree and decorate that, but." that kind of got turned uh you know turned away and i said well okay let's just get a traditional tree it'll smell nice and you know all the other you know crazy reasons so we do that decorate it very nice loved it of course the cats like to knock it over a couple of times so you know you kind of have to have to get over uh get over that feeling of uh of disappointment when you see the tree that you work so hard on like knocked over but, you know, the year after that, I was like, you know, to hell with it. I really don't want to get a tree. What's the point? It's just going to die. There's a bunch of needles. The cats are going to knock it down. The ornaments are going to get broken, which are really old and that are somewhat valuable. And, you know, I really just didn't want to be bothered. So, anyway, we've moved again, which seems to be a regular theme. I think I've talked about this on the show. You know, this place is just full of transients. And they're on their way from one place to the next. I, I really do believe that it's quite odd how here everyone uh just is constantly moving it is to save money for the most part but still it's just an odd feeling so anyway um you know evan said i really want to get a tree this year i told him all right that's fine now the good part is that i'm the one in the relationship that usually spearheads you know this type of thing and you know like evan will have these ideas and i'll say okay or no and then i'll end up having to be the one that puts everything all together so i think i'm going to be fairly lucky in this because if i don't actually say okay let's go out and get a tree by the time he does it'll probably be about december 31st and you know we won't have to really worry about it and he'll say oh i really wanted to get that tree but so i mean i I guess it depends on how i want to look at it i mean i don't want to be a scrooge and all and i I want if he wants a tree i'd love to get one but it just seems like a lot of work for nothing um i'd rather go out and have fun hang with my friends and enjoy life with them and see their tree smell their tree do whatever the hell else but i just i i don't know i i i wish uh some people would uh would call in so i could see what else and see what other people think but i don't think anyone's going to do that tonight but i hope you do you can call me at 619-269-4693 or send me an instant message on yahoo instant messenger and uh, you can send the message to Radioactive SD. And um, 
You know, it's funny. I was talking, uh, you know, uh, about my mother just a little while ago on Christmas and such. And uh, I talked with her just, uh, you know, a few days ago. And we were talking about the holiday season. And she was saying that she put something in the mail for me. And I'm like, oh, you know, this will be cool. So um, what what happened is uh, she, uh, well, I got the package in the mail yesterday. And it's just a small, you know, I'd say, you know, six by eight size uh, size envelope. And I'm wondering what's inside. And it had a decent amount of, of weight to it. I figure, well, you know, we'll see what it is. So I open it. And uh, she actually had a picture of my grandmother who had passed away earlier um, this year in, in March. She had a picture you know blown up to a five by seven size and uh and framed and and sent to me which i thought was really awesome that was uh it was a really great gift i was really happy that she had uh that she had sent it to me it it was just really such a, a wonderful thing i really do appreciate the fact that uh that it was sent and um I don't know. There was that, and then she sent me a card, and there was you know some money in the card, which is always uh, good. My mom loves to send money, and so I you know, I don't think I should say her name. You come across it, and it's like, ooh, what's in this envelope? But you know, I was really I was really happy to see it, and you know, I realize that some people at times may uh, you know they'll they'll see a relative that that's passed away, and you know they may get upset. But I don't know. I saw it, and I was like, wow. This is pretty cool. Like, I was really happy with the fact that, um, you know, that I got it and I put it out on the table and I was just really, I was really excited. It was, it was very nice. I was, um, I was very happy with everything. So I really do, uh, thank her for that. And, you know, I was thinking about maybe giving her a call on the air because I think she called me back on my cell phone, but I didn't get a chance to answer. I was kind of busy at work and, I knew it was going to, you know, be a, a phone call <laughs> that was going to be a little bit. So I figured, well, let's just wait a little bit. So anyway, so that's that. And uh, since we're talking about the Christmas season and I'm just kind of going like way off here, I got so many things written down and I don't seem to be getting to any of them. But at any rate, I'm going to put a song on gonna try to figure some things out with the computer here because as we all know i i'm very computer literate but i'm not a mac person i try to figure it out but it doesn't ever work for me i i really i want it to work i really do but it doesn't ever fucking work it's really just it's really frustrating it really truly is. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put on some music for you, keeping with the holiday season. And bear with me. I, I Well, I guess before I, before I go into the song, I should tell you that I went to a, uh, a secondhand shop. And when I did, I found some, some records. And I said, "Oh, this will be awesome. Let me look for uh, let me look for some Christmas CDs." Or I'm sorry, <laughs> so natural to say that. Let me look for some Christmas records. 
and I will uh, maybe take them in and play them on my show. So I uh, found two two records. One says Golden Christmas Favorites, and the other said uh, says Henry Mancini selects great songs of Christmas, and there are a bunch of uh, famous singers like Bing Crosby, Julie Andrews, The Carpenters, Ella Fitzgerald, and uh, you know a, a, a few others. The other says, as I as I told you before, uh, Golden Christmas Favorites, and then there's you know some candles and Christmas balls on the on the cover, and then in really big letters all down the uh, the the right side it says Bing Crosby, White Christmas, Nat King Cole, Christmas Story, Frank Sinatra. I'll be home for Christmas, and goes down the list with some other like awesome people. So I'm really excited. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. C- awesome <laughs> CD. This is an awesome record, and uh, I'm gonna get this one so I can play on my show. And I'm really excited. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is gonna be great. I'll play a few songs, and you know, Winter Wonderland's on here. And I, I, I well, anyway, needless to say, I was very, 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 very excited. And anxious to play some records because my first uh, try playing records didn't really work out so well because they were really old and they were scratched. So I got home and I'm bragging about how I got these two uh, discs for like less sorry we went out again for for less than uh, $2 and Anyway, I, I thought that they were a little more expensive, and I only had a couple. Uh, I only had like eight dollars in cash. I wanted to get some other ones, and you know, a few of them had been marked two or three dollars. One was marked five, and the two that I picked up didn't have any price tag on them. So I was like, "Well, let me just get these two. This way, I know I'll have enough to cover it, and you know, I can go back some other time and pick up the other ones that I wanted when I have more cash." So I got to the register thinking it was going to be, you know, like six, seven dollars, and the lady says, "Okay, that'll be a dollar sixty-two. So I was really excited with that too. So I made a good purchase, and it was really cheap. So as I get home, I look at the one record cover that says "Golden Christmas Favorites," and I realize in small print underneath "Golden Christmas Favorites" it says, "The Ray Blotch Singers perform songs made famous by," and then all of those famous names and songs. So, I don't know who in the hell the Ray Blotch Singers are. I'm really curious. I don't have a uh, CD player at home, or, <laughs> good lord, I don't have a record player at home. And uh, I'm like, well, I guess, you know, you guys are going to have to be guinea pigs. Not quite yet. We're going get to get to that a little bit later in the show. Right now, I am going to do my best, because as you may or may not know, with records, you can't just, you know, hit the button and go to, like, song four or five. So I'm going to attempt to put on uh, a Silent Night, sung by Perry Como, and hope that... Um, it actually doesn't skip like the last CDs did, uh, like the last last records did, and um, we'll see how it goes, and if I can find it, how it sounds, and all that. So just bear with me for just a moment. You may hear a little bit of silence, but I'm going to do my best to get that record on for you. So sit back, enjoy Perry Como, and I think I may even go on to. Montavani and his orchestra with Oh Holy Night, if we can get this thing going. So, bear with me, and here we go.
was that i liked it actually i'm lying i left the studio but you didn't need to know that but i wanted to <laughs> I, 
had to go to the bathroom so damn bad. I had to get up and go. That's why I put two songs on. And I came back with just enough time. So, oh, how did I time that? That was wonderful. But anyway, I hope those uh, songs put you into the holiday-type mood. And um, we're going to put a couple more on. As I mentioned before, I picked up the one... uh, record from the Ray Blotch singers disguising themselves as other famous artists, which I wasn't I don't know, at first I wasn't very happy about, but then I was like, well, who knows? The Ray Blotch singers might actually be pretty cool. So, we'll just have to check it out and hope that they are. So, I don't know, we'll kind of kind of go on from there. So, as I was saying before, you know, Christmas season, decorating and all that, so, uh, we'll figure... Oh, I'm going to have to figure out what in the hell I'm going to do. And if I'm going to get this damn tree. And if I'm going to... Oh, goodness. If I'm going to have to clean up all those darn pine needles and deal with the cats and all this other nonsense. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it looked rather, I should say, no, it's not fun at all. It looks really nice. It smells nice. Is it worth the trouble? That's all I'm saying. I, I, I really don't think it's worth the trouble. It's just... Maybe it's just my old humbug, Grinch, uh, you know, reasoning, but I say, you know, whatever. I really, I really can't be bothered with, uh, with the nonsense. You know, what was nice, though, is, uh, was the Balboa, um, Balboa Park December Nights, and, uh, if you've never gone, I really, really recommend it. This is something that goes on in San Diego, so anyone listening somewhere else, I'm sorry, you'll just have to come to San Diego the first weekend of December, because it really is a lot of fun, and, um, you know, it's uh, apparently very, very popular, um, there were approximately a quarter of a million people that came to this event, uh, between Friday, December 1st, and Saturday, December 2nd, it, it was really amazing. Now, I was told I went last year. Honestly, I really don't remember. Shh, don't tell anyone. So, anyway, but this year was a lot of fun. There were amazing rides and vendors there. I mean, all kinds of, like, carnival vendors and carnival rides. So you have, like, that aspect of it. Then there were, like, foods from all over the world. Because at Belleville Park, there are those little kind of huts or houses kind of around and uh there's one for you know each country well each represented country obviously and you can go and try the different foods and you can try the different drinks and just walk around and learn about the culture and it's a really awesome uh awesome experience and you really will learn a lot by going to uh, you know by going to this festival now the other part of it is that uh, there are many pa- many parks, <laughs> there are many museums within the park, and on these nights, the museums are, are open while the December nights is going on. So it's really awesome. You can go to the go to the museums for free, walk through and see things that you know that are pretty incredible. I mean, there are. Oh, God, I want to say there's at least a good, like, 15 different museums throughout Balboa Park. So you have quite a few options. The uh, option that uh, we opted for was the Science Museum, 
which anyone from the east that's listening, I'd say it's kind of like a small version of the Franklin Institute. It uh, was a, r- a lot of fun, a lot of cool science experiments, things that were hands-on, you could touch. There were there was a uh, this little machine that I used to test my my reflexes and how fast there was a uh, I guess like a metal ruler type thing hanging by a magnet and like every say five ten seconds you know it would drop there was a light on top saying okay you know magnet's on you know stick it on there and then the light would go off and it would fall simultaneously and you'd have to grab it and there were little measurements along the ruler but instead of having inches or centimeters it had tenths of a second so you could you know grab and see how fast your reaction time was mine was 0.2 so eh, not so bad i wish i could have gone gone a little uh a little sooner been a little more reactive but hey you know whatever i tried and i tried over and over and over again and then it ended up getting worse and then went back to 0.2 so i was thinking you know this is going to be it my average is about 0.2 so there was that and then there were there was this machine that would uh, that was that would show you how fax machines really work. So you, I mean, it's actually really simple. Just a matter of you know either black spaces or white spaces, and you just you hit these little buttons and kind of make a little fax go through, which was which was really cool. I had fun with that, and a lot of other you know neat little uh, things like this. Different um, sound techniques. There was a pot of clay, or there was a, a piece of clay. It looked like it had been molded but not really into something, but just kind of, uh, you know, like a, almost tubular, and had lots of different grooves on the outside. Well, it w- there was a, uh, a laser beam, I think similar to, the, similar to what would be in a CD player, and you would aim the laser beam onto the clay, on the outside of the clay, and depending on what it was touching, you would hear different sounds, and that, that was pretty neat. I liked uh, playing with that. And it just went through a variety of other um, other neat little tricks and scientific things. Well, things that you wouldn't really think of in science. Like uh, there were there were guitar strings, and uh, you would hit the string, and you would actually see the vibration of uh, you know of that note, and you could distort it. And it, it was really really incredible. I real I highly recommend going uh, the following year. Just going to the museum just to check it out because it was a lot of fun. The one thing, well, no, there were two things that I didn't like. One about the museum and and the other about the event itself. We'll actually make that three. But the one about the museum was the fact that, you know, there were so many people in Balboa Park. And it was free to get in. So that made for a lot of people. And more importantly, a lot of children. I was going to say little people, but I I think that might have been taken wrong. So, but a lot of children. And now, I love children. I really do. I like to have a few of them myself one day. But other people's children, I can do without. I, I don't have any power over them. I can't make suggestions on the way they should behave. I, I basically can't do anything except just, uh, you know, accept their wrath or, you know, get out of the way. And I don't really like either. But I choose to accept what I can accept and then get out of the way. Which is what I did when I was actually playing with that fax-type machine. 
I'm sitting there, I'm, I hit the reset button, and like there's a whole screen. Like if you ever played Othello, um, you know, there's you know the black and the white. Well, so imagine the entire board you were supposed to flip to black. You hit the reset button, and then you do what you want with the black with the with the board, flipping over to the white to make the picture that you want, or vice versa. And then you follow the instructions, and your facts will will appear up on this screen. You just have to hit the buttons in a certain uh, in a certain order, and your picture will appear. So I get my picture, get my you know little. Uh, little chips or whatever, if you will, the way I want them. And so I'm like, okay, now I'm ready. So this little girl comes over and she starts hitting the buttons and sees things moving up there and hits reset. Move them again, hit reset. And I'm like, okay, I know she's having fun hitting the buttons, but goddammit, I was here first. And I was like, Ian, you're acting like a little baby. I was like, no, just wait your turn. Just wait, although it was my turn, but just wait until she leaves. She's not going to be here forever. She's going to get bored because she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. It lasted maybe a good two minutes. She finally left, and I got to do what I wanted to do. So that was the one thing. You know, I just felt really claustrophobic. I'm not really one to get claustrophobic, but I was anyway, just in there. I mean, there were so many people, and it was so loud, and I just felt so closed in. It was was really kind of scary at first, because I hadn't really felt like that in a while. So anyway, that was number one. Number two is the fact that they really need to keep this open longer it was simply the first friday and the first saturday now i don't know about cost and you know and it was free and so i mean we should be thankful that we got something for free in san diego believe me but you know i really think they should consider at least extending it through sunday because there are so many people that want to go and experience this and have a good time with other people in the city and you know it's unfortunate that they couldn't even do it for at least a full three days. And now, the other issue, as I said, there were lots of people going. So this means that there are going to be a lot of people driving. San Diego, at least, I don't know so much about the rest of California, but for San Diego, like everyone has their own car. There is some carpooling, but there's not a whole bunch. You want to try, you try to do what you can, but you know, inevitably, the person that you know is going in the opposite direction, so you end up driving your car. So, there was going to definitely be a problem with parking. I didn't know it was going to be as bad as it was. I left my house, and I headed toward headed toward the park. Now, normally, this would be approximately, I don't know, five minutes at best, it's not very far. If I was feeling ambitious, I could have walked, which probably in in uh, in retrospect would have been a much better idea. But, you know, it was a, a solid five-minute drive, and there are some hills, whatever, long roads, and plus I speed. So, anyway, it should have taken me about five minutes. I took 35 minutes. I uh, thought I was doing good, crossed the, past the first light, go around the bend, and I'm heading down, all of a sudden I see a line of cars. Now, I don't realize how long this line of cars is, and uh, apparently it was down the entire length, the length of the street. All of these people were going to the December nights, and there were a lot more people that weren't on that street. This was just a back road that I thought I, I was taking a shortcut. Oh yeah, this would be cool, let me go this way. 
So I finally get around to the main street, and I, it, I've never seen too many cars in one place at one time, except for really bad traffic on the 5, or the 805, especially the 805. So, you know, it it really, like, caught, caught me off guard, and the whole thing is I was supposed to be there by 4, so I could hear Evan sing. His chorus was performing from 4 to 445, and I wanted to go to hear him sing. Now, granted, I, I will hear him on the 17th because he's got a concert coming up, which he actually said he was going to come back on the show to promote, which he has not done. So, Evan, if you're listening, which I'm sure he's not because he doesn't listen because he's afraid of what I'll say. But if you are listening, get your ass back on the show. Promote your concert coming up in, a, in, a, in two weeks. So you better be on next week. At any rate... Oh, wait. we looks like we have a call. Let's see. Uh... Hold on, people. Radioactive, this is Ian. (laughs) Hey, what's going on? You know what? Well, you know, here, I'm going to put you on the air. Hey, uh, people listening, our friend Junior is on the phone, and we're going to see if we can get you on the air. Let's see. Let me see. Are you there now? Yeah, is this the complaint department? <laughs> no, no one... No. I keep on calling up and telling that damn DJ to play some fucking Madonna, and I, 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 I just need to follow a report or something. I'm going to write a letter. Well, you know what? It's like today we are talking about... God, there's kind of a... Ba- well, anyway, we're, we're, we're talking about um, Christmas... Yeah. And like stuff going on at Christmas time, and I celebrate Hanukkah. <laughs> well, you know it's funny. I how I start. I, initially, I said Christmas and Christmas time, and then I was like, "Well, wait a second. I guess it's the holiday season, technically. You know, if we want to be, you know, politically correct and all." But I was saying, you know, like my family specifically celebrated Christmas, and we would, uh, you know, my mom was always really into it, and would get things set up. Like, actually, on Thanksgiving night, after everybody left the house, everything was cleaned up, she would go and decorate the house and put everything out. Like, pretty much everything except for the tree. Like, it was a really crazy holiday. And so, I don't know. Now, I don't really care so much about about putting stuff up. I mean, Evan wants to this year, and I'm like, eh, you know, that's fine. But, you know... I love, it. I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday, and it's the only really time that I'm actually really nice to people. <laughs> So, like, I try decorating and be ugly on Christmas. It's, it's, you need to get into the spirit. You, you know, know what? I, think I like you, it and all. It's you, just... You need more spirit once you have children. Yeah, you know, I... I and then it goes all over for you again, supposedly. You know, you start... You, you get to live those childhood dreams back to, like, uh, whatever. I hope so. I hope so. If I if I, if I I ever have children, because Lord knows it's not going to be with Evan, but we'll have to see how I, that works. I'm at the Burger King drive through right now trying to get myself some food. Oh, no. Number one, whiskey... <laughs> No lettuce, no tomato, no onion. No veggies on that, number one, with cheese. <laughs> Who, whose car are you driving? You want something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take some fries. Anthony wants a large fry. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, whose car are you in? What? Whose car are you in? Oh, I'm with Shug. Uh, what? We're out, Sean. <laughs> well, oh, really? Yeah, I just went and got some, uh, well, he, he, he went and got, um, well, we went and got some blockbuster, and he's getting me some Burger King. Uh-huh. So we got a little... Uh, I need to eat. You know I'm hungry. So we got a little sugar in our lives again. Uh, let me, hold on. Okay. Number one was cheese, no lettuce, no tomato, no onion. Yeah. How many times are you going to tell these people? Well, you know. That's next, that's next week's subject. Uh, no tomato? No vegetables at all. No 
I just saw you have 15 minutes left of your show. I just wanted to call up and see how I No, that's cool. I'm glad, no, I'm glad you called. But no, now it's... I, so so how? So when did you start talking to Suge again? Oh, uh, not that long ago. <laughs> uh, not that long ago. So you're going to get him to pay for your ticket to come out here? And more. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And more. I'm telling you, you got to come back out here in January. There, it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I can't make any predictions, but I'm thinking, that, like, by, I don't know, by then uh, some other things might be might be happening because, I don't know, me and Evan, we've uh, we've been, like, not getting along again. But you ain't talking about, what, what, are, you, are you talking about bad stuff? Well, yeah, yeah, it's kind of been, it's not as bad as it was before, because I think I'm kind of at the point where, and I told him this actually yesterday, so it's not like I'm just kind of saying this, you know, to you and on the air and haven't recorded for people, you know, without him knowing, but, you know, I told him, I was like, you know, I'm just tired of of arguing, I'm tired of not wanting to come home, like, I, and, and I said this specifically, and I know this sounds, like, really awful, but, you know, he was, uh, he didn't get called into work yesterday, so the, the, my, the afternoon, I was at work, and I was thinking, oh, God, I gotta go home, I gotta deal with this nonsense, and, like, arguing, and yelling, and all kinds of craziness, and I was like, I really just don't want to do it, you know, it's, it's exhausting, I don't want to have to fight with people, and then I got home, and he wasn't there. And I'm telling you, it was like a sigh of relief knowing that I wasn't going to have to, you know, argue. And you I told, and I told him that, that too. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, <clears throat> I know what you're talking about, but it's sad because it's come on to me. To me, it's like Ian and Evan. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. And see, and that's I, the way. You understand what you're talking and, about? And, and I, I, I and I feel that too. You know, you know, I felt that way before. Oh, I totally do. You know, and the thing isn't like I. I don't know how we, the two of us, me and Evan, are going to get out of it. You know, it's just it's it's kind of sad, but you know, I I don't know. How long and have you been together? It'll be it'll be four years on the thirty first. Hmm. And you know, and the thing is, and like, and I and I think I talked to you about this, and I talked on the show about it, but you know, like, I want I want a family, and you know, he told me, you know, he doesn't want a family, he doesn't want to get married, he doesn't want to do any of that, and I'm like, well. So now what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> because like you know, I, I, someone told me you know, well you know, you have to be willing to compromise, or you, you have to think about it hard and see you know, is it something that you want to compromise on, or is it something that's you know, or are you gonna you know break up over? And honestly, I haven't really decided yet. It's nothing you want to jump into. Don't just jump in, and don't use the word you know. Don't I hate when people when they they they, they, they so easily to. To jump to breakup, it should be like the last choice is breakup. It's just you have to examine all your options and what's the best solution to your problem. And but you gotta tell me what your problem is. I mean, well, I mean, it's just, it sounds like a, you, you, I don't know something. Well, see, the thing is with me, I think I think what the issue is just the fact that I don't know if I can fully trust him because of what of how things happened before, like how we were planning a wedding and then all, you know the whole time he didn't actually want to get married but went along with it, and so oh, that's you know, so I kind of always have that in the back of my head because I mean I can forgive somebody but I never ever really forget about things that go on, and. I mean, I guess that you know that that's my deal to you know my issue to work with too. But 
you know, it's just kind of hard because, like, I don't want to put myself into a relationship where I'm like, well, yeah, I can work on this and I can, I can, you know, be a good boyfriend and I can do this and I can compromise. But when it comes down to it, he still doesn't want to have kids. And, you know, and I do. And so I made it very clear to him the other day. I said, well, you know, I've just kind of, you know, you know, accepted that fact. You know, that, you know, we're not going to get married or, you know, have kids with each other. And he was like, oh, God, you know, why do you have to bring that up? Oh, you know, it's so depressing. And I'm like, well, it's true. I was like, have you changed your mind? And he said, no. And I was like, well, then there you go. Like, it's just that simple. You know, like, why? I don't. I, I, I'm always one to make things difficult and look into things and read into things too much. So I figure, you know, why? Why, why read into it? Or just let it be as it is and. I don't know, go on. But at the same time, I don't want to lose out on, you know, meeting someone that is going to be a fit for what I'm looking for, too. So Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, if that's what you really, really want out of life, you've got to find what's going to match that. Yeah. And, uh, but also, know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is it really such a big thing right now? I mean, because maybe his, his views will change on children. And that, you know, I thought about that, too. But it's like... I mean, who knows? And, I mean, knowing him the way I know him, I, I don't think that it will. And, I mean, I would like for it to. I mean, I, I would love to be able to, you know, to to raise a family with him and get married and, you know, live happily ever after, you know, as they say. But, honestly, you know, and, like, my, my heart wants to do it, but my head is saying, you know, it's not going to happen. And if it does, it would be forced on his part. And then, like, I don't want him to feel... You know, forced because you know it'll end up that won't work out because well, I, just from from history, you know, it's yeah. just not it's not going to work because eventually, you know, he'll withdraw instead of telling me something, and then you know, I kind of it's almost like you know I'm forced to make the decision for him. Like he doesn't want to do something, but he won't tell me because he doesn't want to hurt my feelings. He just goes along with it, doesn't make you feel good about it. E- exactly, and so and and part of me is thinking, well, wait a second, he's being like a real dick now, so maybe he actually wants me to break up with him because he doesn't have the balls to do it himself. So, I don't know. There's all these different things kind of going through my head. And then I was like, well, fuck that. I'm not going to let him off that easy. So, I don't know. We'll see how, we'll see, we'll see how it works. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's confusing. Well, I hope the best in that, Ian. Thank you. Thank you. But, mm, I don't know. I, I, I felt that, I've already felt that. You know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I don't know how it feels not wanting to go home. You yeah. You're like, oh. Yeah. Is there anything else I could do besides this? I know, seriously. And so, um, and so he said to me, he's like, well, you know, so what? Do you not want me to talk to you, or do you want me? Do you want me not to bother you? And I'm like, no. I'm like, that's not it. I'm like, you can talk to me if you want. And I was like, but I don't know. I just don't. I don't feel like I'm putting everything that I can toward the relationship at this point because. Have you been faithful? I'm sorry. Have you been faithful? Yeah. Like you don't go out and stray because of it. Like, well, let me just ask. No, no, that hasn't hasn't happened. I've thought about it. I I can't lie. I, you know, I've definitely thought about it. And but but no, because I mean that that's like a whole like thing in itself too. And like just the the effort to put out to do that. And then it's like, oh damn, what if I do? What if I change my mind? Or you know that I shouldn't be doing this. Or what you know this is wrong. So I'm like, I don't really want to have to really deal with that either. And. So I just kind of, in the meantime, just been, we've just kind of been separate, but still together. So I don't know; it's been weird. So we'll we'll see how things turn out, but but still, you have to get yourself out here so we can 
So, excuse me, so we can have some fun out here. Get back into, uh, get back into, well, get into, the, for me at least, get into the party scene in California. Yeah. But. Well, and, I don't know, I, I'll holler at you, I'm going to let you go, because I see you only got five minutes left of your show or something. Yeah, 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 I just realized that too, i kind of been going on, and I, I don't know, I guess I talked about some of the stuff I really wanted to do, but anyway, you have a good night, and uh, you and Shook have some fun. Go have a drink for me. You know what? I just might do that, but I have a meeting after after my show tonight, so I don't know. It might not be until right, late. I have a drink before the meeting. Go to the meeting, and you'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that you know, right? I've been drinking a lot more. Tennessee, I love it. Ah, oh, see, I don't know if I can get into that stuff. Just drink a few shots, and after that, just put the crazy like hmm, I can go for a shot of Henning. <laughs> it makes you feel gangster. Ah, uh, I could use that right now. Mm. All right, Ian. Have fun. Be safe. All right, you too. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, that's always fun talking to Junior. He kind of makes me feel better. He gives me a little perspective on things because sometimes I kind of go into things a little too much in my head and I think about things just way too much and play devil's advocate. But I don't know. As you were listening, you know, relationships are tough. But, you know, you have to decide for yourself how much... Now, granted, yes, they are also work, but... You know, how much of it should be work and how much of it should just be fun and or natural. I don't know. We'll um we'll have to see. We'll talk about this some more on on another show. And I've got so many other things that I wanted to talk about today and I kinda got a rant off on a rant on like Christmas and then Junior called in. But I'm just gonna go over a couple of things really quick because and like play another um play another christmas song because i know i've been kind of like teasing the whole uh ray blot singers and quite frankly i am curious to see what in the hell it is that they have to sing and how they're going to sing it we're going to put a couple songs on because they're really short um we're going to end the show with well eventually we're going to end the show once i finish talking about what i want to talk about with let it snow let it snow let it snow I'll be home for Christmas and Winter Wonderland. So I'm going to get that on the turntable and uh, get things ready for y'all. But um, so anyway, I uh, there was there was something I wanted to talk about last week. And uh, I didn't get a chance to, uh, to bring it up. There is a um, congressman in Virginia named James Webb. He uh, was a he was a Republican and decided to switch sides for sure you know a, a number of reasons. And um, since of course you know he's not a big fan of or uh, he, well he's not a big fan of the president, you know he is against the war and of course you know the president is absolutely you know insane at this point well anyway it's not exactly where i'm going but at any rate um they had a reception now what what i'm getting at my whole point is kind of like the integrity of this uh this congressman i really uh can appreciate what he, what he did they had a reception for all of the new uh all the new congress members to meet the president and take a picture and it's just kind of a common thing that uh, that they do and the people keep the picture and it's like oh yeah you know here's me with the president i'm shaking his hand and i'm doing this 
So here is um, here's a story. I'm just going to read a bit of this. At a recent White House reception for freshman members of Congress, Virginia's newest senator tried to avoid President Bush. Democratic Democrat James Webb declined to stand in a presidential receiving line or to have his picture taken with a, with the man he had often criticized on the stump this fall. But it wasn't long before Bush found him. How's your boy? Bush said, referring to Webb's son, a Marine in Iraq. I like to get them out of there, Mr. President, Webb responded, echoing a campaign theme. That's not what I asked you, Bush said. How's your boy? Well, that's between me and my boy, Mr. President, Webb said coldly, ending the conversation on the floor uh, of the east wing of the White House. And he kind of goes on to uh, to say some other choice words, but essentially, you know, he... The, the gist of it is that, you know, he didn't want to compromise, you know, his morals and compromise his beliefs just to look good in front of the president. Because, well, honestly, it was, the president was going to use it, you know, for, for his gain anyway. Say, oh, yeah, see, I shook this guy's hand, you know, he's on my side. We used to be, you know, good friends when, you know, he was a Republican, blah, 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 blah. So, anyway, James Webb kind of stood up for himself and chose not to partake in things that are customary. He did go on to say that he does respect the the seat of uh, the office of the president. However, he was just not interested in uh, you know, in taking pictures with that president. And so for that, I definitely <laughs> applaud him all by myself. And then the other thing that I heard on the radio uh, the other day, and then uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and I had to look up and get some more information on because I was like, "This is this is unbelievable. This can't this can't possibly possibly be true." Well, in New York, apparently, there have been some stores and uh, you presumably vendors that have been selling illegal meat. Now, is this meat old? No, not necessarily. Is it, uh, uh, you know, old, moldy, any nasty thing you can, uh, you know, you can call it? No, that's not really it. It is armadillo. It is iguana. It is smoked rodent. It is cow lung. That's right. Armadillo, iguana, smoked rodents, and cow lung are being sold on the streets of New York. And, you know, how is this happening? Well, well obviously, they're not, the, the stores aren't really going through a true inspection. But here's the uh, story, and I'm just going to pick out a couple points. I, I wanted to read this whole thing, but I'm going really late. Anyway, it says, uh, When a food safety inspector walked into a market in Queens, he noticed the store had an interesting special posted on the front window. Twelve beefy armadillos. In Brooklyn, inspectors found 15, found 15 pounds of iguana meat at a West Indian market and 200 pounds of cow lungs for sale at another market. At a West African grocery in Manhattan, the store was selling smoked rodent meat from a refrigerated case. An inspector quickly seized a couple of pounds of it. Uh, and, you know, and basically they're saying, you know, all of it was heading to the dinner table. It was all illegal. And uh, that authorities say that 
say the discoveries are part of a larger trend in which markets across New York are buying meat and other foods from unregulated sources and selling them to an immigrant population accustomed to exotic fare. The seizures also cast a spotlight on the eating habits of ethnically diverse cities, where, uh, where everything from turtles to fish paste to frogs and duck feet make their way to people's plates. The inspectors are also targeting warehouses that receive imported products, uh, Russian, Asian, and African, uh, from where the foods are distributed. So far, it appears uh, his campaign has been effective. In the first nine months of the year, inspectors across the state seized 1.6 million pounds of food, destroying about 81% of it. Last year, the state seized only 976,000 pounds of food. Now, we're talking like just about double, almost double the amount of food. And now other food was destroyed uh, because of the way it was processed or prepared, like chicken smoked in the home or placed and placed on sale. Such food can spread uh, nasty bacteria like salmonella and uh, uh, botul- botulinum. Yeah, botulinum. Botulinum. I think that's it. Um, the, and they said the rules vary from animal to animal. And that basically, you know, bush meat or anything killed in the wild is typically illegal. Uh, eating endangered or threatened species like gorilla or chimpanzee, which apparently people do, uh, you know, whose meat is occasionally found in New York is also against the law. But turtles, frogs, iguana, and armadillo can be eaten under one condition. The meat must come from a licensed and inspected facility. So you can you can eat this stuff. I don't, I don't know how people do this. Well, it says here the the problem is a particularly acute is particularly acute in the ethnic neighborhoods of New York, of New York City, where newly arrived and enterprising immigrants open up food shops, stocking their shelves with savory relishes in their native lands. It's, the, I, I don't know, this is kind of crazy, and it just kind of goes into this other place where it says, on a bustling stretch of Manhattan's Chinatown, which is a place, you know, always, you know, Chinese food always gets a bad rap of having different uh, questionable ingredients, and this kind of goes to confirm. Uh, On a bustling stretch of Manhattan's Chinatown, Borky Food Market has been caught selling unidentified red meat and mysterious fish paste, which is used in Asian recipes. Down the street at Daohing Seafood Market, inspectors have found frogs being sold from an unapproved source, and next door, authority has spotted crates of turtles and large tubs of bullfrogs being sold without proper invoices. Inside Camelon Food Products in Queens, inspectors discovered questionable turtles and frogs, and a clue. Label, uh, uh, and this is in quotes, Label on animal boxes states, China Air Cargo. The inspector wrote in his report, "That's a no-no because there is absolutely no monitoring of the standards in these places," said Dr. Philip Tierno, author of *The Secret Life of Germs: Observations and Lessons from a Microbe Hunter*. So, this is really scary, and you truly you don't know what you're eating. Well, first of all, if you're eating meat, 
it's just wrong and you don't know what you're eating because you don't know what the animal's been eating you don't know where it's been processed and oh, it just it, it kind of makes me sick to think i mean i i am a vegetarian and i have been for over two years now and i'm very happy to say that you know i've not voluntarily had a piece of meat in in all of that time I say voluntarily because there have been a few things that kind of started to get in that I got rid of, and it, not in a you know nasty way. I'm not necessarily one of the quote unquote crazy ones that'll go you know and vomit if they find oh my god. But you know I had some pizza that was cooked next to another, and there was a piece of a uh, small piece of ham that was on my slice, and you know I remember tasting it, and I was like like what is that? And then promptly spit it out. So. Anyway, that's uh, probably, you know, that is about as far as, uh, you know, as I've gone. But I hope it just kind of makes you think about, you know, what you're really putting into your body. Because you don't know. The best way, of course, is always to to grow your own and eat products that, uh, that you've cultivated. However, you know, in today's society, that's not always possible. But you definitely have to go to a place that you feel is reputable. Don't always go somewhere that's the cheapest. Go somewhere that's the best. You may have to spend a little extra money, but aren't you worth it? So I'm just going to leave you with that. And you think about that the next time you go to a vendor, the next time you get some of that mystery meat in that really delicious sugary sauce... That's going to put extra pounds on you anyway. But, you know, you think about that the next time you go out. And um, I hope that you'll look at some of the meat that you're eating a little differently. And maybe, just maybe, you might even consider uh, deciding to get it out of your diet completely. But I know it's hard. Just one day at a time. But anyway, I'm going to uh, leave you with the Christmas, excuse me, with the Christmas songs, as I said. But uh, it's been a lot of fun on the air with you. I'm going to continue where I left off last week, play some more music, get into some other news articles, and because uh, there were a couple more that I wanted to talk to you about, about cell phones that uh, they were saying there's a study where they don't actually cause brain cancer. And get this, there is a proposal to segregate schools. I'm going to tell you where and uh, what's going on, and we'll, by next week, give you some updates. See if we can get uh, Evan in here to promote his concert, and uh, maybe we'll have another call from Junior. You never know. He likes to call in from time to time. Always fun. You never know quite what he's going to say. Anyway, it has been a lot of fun. And, uh, oh yeah, that's right, and I picked a theme song too, which I didn't play today because I was so goddamn unorganized, so we're going to get to that next week. And um, and so much more. So much more. Anyway, I hope you had fun tonight. I had fun talking with you. Peace and be safe. Sorry, people. As I said before, temperamental. It's music. They're old. I had the volume up way too loud. So anyway, let's uh, go ahead and try this one more time. So, uh, now I just say goodbye.
But that fire is so delightful And since we've no place to go Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow It doesn't show signs of stopping And I brought some corn for popping The lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight I'll hate going out in the snow But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm Fire is slowly dying And my dear, we're still goodbye As long as you love me so Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow The weather outside is frightful, but that fire is mm, delightful. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. The lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight I'll hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm The fire is slowly dying And my dear, we're still goodbye Long as you love me so Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow
Surprise. 